Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. of your thoughts, gentlemen, when you say you move your lips in a particular way. Do you not see how haphazard this audit is? The devil is in the detail. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a cover-up. There will be plenty of time for questions. And the answers we'll get will come from Tom Korski over at Black Locks Reporter. Hello, sir. Hi, Alex. All right, so it's been busy, lots going on, and certainly um, let's talk about the the, well, the, the gun ban um, that they've been trying to ram through of where it sits next. I mean, they have, I don't know what, I don't know what they're doing. It's almost like they're trying to take us to an election, Tom. Like, I, a part of me says they're trying to attempt to bring down the government on this really badly, um, you know, piece uh, legislation. But uh, they're going to now take this Bill C-21 into the new year and try to figure out what they can't figure out. Yeah, it didn't look like a plan, and it was uh, in the Public Safety Committee at the House of Commons was directed by opposition MPs in lockstep. In mm. their condemnation of what Cabinet tried to do, as you mentioned, this was a bill purportedly to ban handguns mysteriously in committee amendments, hundreds of pages of complex amendments, had the effect of, if passed, going after some pretty basic hunting rifles. Problem, if you are a liberal MP in a country riding, and that is from Yukon to Cape Breton, uh, you just lost a bunch of votes. And that is a widowmaker. Ask any liberal MP who voted for the shotgun registry in 1995. Mm-hmm. Not, not to mention the fight they've picked with indigenous groups who've made it very uh, clear absolutely. they're pissed. Yeah. And so here's opposition MP saying, slow down, bud. We're going to have we're going to have to travel, have to wait for the new fiscal year. So we're going to see in spring 2023, we're going to spy the land. We're going to go to all these country ridings so hunters can berate cabinet. And I think that bill's in big trouble. Yeah, imagine that. And in the meantime, they're going to get all their um, campaigning offices ready. (laughs) Their candidates hired and do a lot of fundraising. Uh, So stay tuned to that one. Meanwhile, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau believes in free speech, I said with a straight face. Um, He's just upset by social media content that is difficult for him to counter, Tom. And so this was all part of an interview uh, of a summary of a September 9th meeting between Trudeau and six lawyers when they were talking with the Public Order Emergency Commission. And and his remarks, I guess, follow his proposal to regulate the legal Internet, uh, which he always deems as hurtful. Um, So he likes free speech, just not free speech he disagrees with it's always it's always but isn't it <laughs> yes I, I i'm a huge fan of free speech but but as long as it's what i agree with except that speech that gets on my nerves and in this case the prime minister for instance i'll give you a fa- famous example of this the prime minister says the problem is that my critics don't agree on the facts we have <laughs> to agree on facts and of course they mean government facts i want to yeah. give you an example of what this means in practice there are Purportedly serious journalists in this country, I, I've heard them, They've, the health columnist for the Globe and Mail, his definition of disinformation is people who say, for instance, that there have been vaccine-related deaths and injuries in Canada. Newsflash. I can show you the office address. I can take you there personally. 
to the insurer and consultant who is managing a $75 million federal compensation fund for those who died or were injured as a result of vaccines. It's not a high number, Alex, but if people can die from peanut allergies, trust me, they can die from vaccinations. This is the problem. When you and your friends decide on what the facts are and everyone else is a liar, you better make sure you got your facts straight. The problem is you can't really trust politicians to determine what the facts are because they always seek advantage and want to get reelected. It seems very obvious to everyone in Canada except cabinet. Except, though, if you actually say it louder, we've learned in the House of Commons, Tom, if you oh. repeat it and you say it louder, if that's your talking point, people will totally believe it, said, it one, ca- Kathy, said yeah. one Catherine McKenna as she yeah. uh, uh, enjoyed. Kathy, yeah. absolutely. But it's true. Look, you know, we talk about all this disinformation and, and politicians, including the prime minister, are, are the purveyors of most of it. Biggest purveyors of fake news. Absolutely. Hands down. Yeah. Um, I think this is an interesting headline. It certainly won't get a lot of attention anywhere else. But foreign fugitives have a better than 50-50 chance of dodging deportation. So you guys have got records showing that um, thousands of foreigners were out of, ordered out of the country over the last six years and fewer than 48% have actually left. We're talking 13,278 foreigner, foreigners. They shouldn't be here. 6,300 have been kicked out. That's it. Yeah, they're, they're in Canada illegally. Some of these people have been convicted of crimes, and some of them have been convicted of very serious violent crimes. And you know what's striking about this, Alex? Parliament has known about this for years. Mm-hmm. The numbers just keep getting worse. By the way, the successful deportation rate this year is now under 30%. In other words, if you are a foreign fugitive, you have a 7 in 10 chance of beating the law. And as a former Senate Public Security Committee chair, he, this is so many years ago, he's now retired. Dan Lang from UConn mm. used to say, why do we put up with this in, our, in, in this country? I don't get it. This is Senator, chair of a Senate subcommittee uh, saying this. Why do we put up with this? It's gone on year after year after year. You know, Canada Border Services Agency was pretty hot on the switch when it came to the Freedom Convoy. Not so much when it comes to doing their job in enforcing deportation orders. It's inexplicable. No, but, you know, you look at Roxham Road and the situation there where it's just be, it's become normalized. I mean, they've repeated it so often that it's it's a fine. It's fine. It's fine that this illegal border crossing has not only just been normalized. I mean, they've set up shop there and allow these people to just come on in like it's it's just become a thing. They did discover that if, if you actually build a welcome center, yeah, for people will illegal come. immigrants, they, they will go there. That's true. And they still come here. And then they get shipped into places like Toronto because Quebec doesn't want them. So they get them to Toronto and, and we don't have any shelters or support systems. And, and then they blend in and disappear. Uh, so, yeah, that's an uh, interesting finding. Uh, meanwhile, uh, of the thousands of new vehicles that the departments and agencies buy in government over the last two years, are you kidding me? Less than 5% are electric? I mean, Stephen Gibola has been telling all of us that we have to have electric cars in, what, like the next 10 years? And they're not even leading by example? Even his own department doesn't buy electrics. <laughs> I guess there's a lot of issues with them, apparently, Alex, like performance and... Like uh, finding somewhere to plug them in? Well, there is that. <laughs> if you're driving to Timmins, where would you plug in? Uh, battery performance in minus 30. I guess it turns out there's a reason that electric cars have always failed in the marketplace. It wasn't a, a conspiracy about oil companies. It's because people don't actually want them. They find them expensive, and they have a lot of questions about battery life, about cost of maintenance. 
And when you see even the Minister of Environment's own department of the millions that are spent on new vehicles in the last two years bought very, very few electrics because even they found they get better performance, value for money, out of gas and diesel vehicles. The irony of the National Climate Change Program is apparent. It is ironic, isn't it? It is. Well, look, if we're going to be serious in this game, and I had a guy on uh, last week about it, uh, we have to build the infrastructure to plug them in, and we are nowhere near... Billions. By the Department of Natural Resources estimate, it would cost $20 billion. That's not money for health care. No. Yeah. That's just for charging. $20 billion. Yeah, it's enormous. Plus, it's going to take a long time to do it. So if they want everyone to buy one, they better get moving. I want to fit this one in because I just think it speaks volumes uh, about why we don't, we shouldn't take this person seriously. Um, however, Green Party leader Elizabeth May, uh, in emails that you guys found from private uh, cabinet notes, wrote uh, to her sad caucus uh, colleague about the Emergencies Act being used. Uh, she wanted to thank Public Safety Minister Marco Mendicino for being, quote, being so good at your job. I hope you don't feel let down by this. Kisses and hugs. Yeah, X, X and O. It was a love letter. Uh, that's not a good look for an opposition MP. Sure. Presumably the voters in, uh, in uh, Ms. May's riding voted green for a reason. I guess there was a liberal candidate on the ballot, and they decided against that. We've seen, unfortunately for Ms. May, several of her emails disclosed to the Public Order Emergency Commission. The government coughed them up, mm-hmm. uh, I guess for the reading enjoyment of everyone else. Yeah, when you're apologizing for a seatmate who voted against the Emergencies Act, Mike Morris from Kitchener, mm-hmm. and you are saying, hey, Marco, you're amazing. <laughs> Hugs and kisses. I'm loving what you're doing <laughs> Alex, there's members of the Liberal Caucus wouldn't send that email. <laughs> well, she is a special breed, and she does get away with uh, with everything. But you know, if I'm her co-leader, I'm looking at it going, huh? I yeah. should look at your emails uh, from here on out. <laughs> Seriously, I can name you Liberal MPs who don't think Mendicino's doing a great job. Yeah, no, yeah, that that's that's the other side of it. It's like doing a good job. What? Like, oh God. Nonetheless, uh, a bunch of doozies this week, and uh, we'll finish off the week hopefully next week with you uh, on Tuesday. Tom, very much appreciate it. Thank you, Alex. Tom Korski with Black Locks Reporter. It is subscription-based, but they get the goods.